This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that belts out the greatest hits of history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're celebrating the stage debut of legendary jazz singer Ella Fitzgerald, a.k.a. the First Lady of Song. The day was November 21st, 1934. At 17 years old, Ella Fitzgerald became the first female performer to win Amateur Night at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. She had prepared a dance routine in case she was called on stage to perform. However, at the last minute, Ella made the fateful decision to sing a song instead. What happened next earned her the $25 prize and placed her firmly on the path to stardom. Ella Jane Fitzgerald was born in Newport News, Virginia on April 25, 1917. She took an interest in dance in the third grade and loved showing off her moves to her friends on the way to school and at lunchtime. Ella's love of jazz came partly from her mother, who listened to artists like Louis Armstrong and the Boswell sisters. As a young girl, Ella tried to emulate the sound of lead singer Connie Boswell, later saying, quote, My mother brought home one of her records, and I fell in love with it. I tried so hard to sound just like her. Ella's life took a tragic turn in 1932, when her mother died from injuries sustained in a car crash. The loss hit Ella hard, and she sank into depression. She dropped out of high school and eventually got in trouble with the law. She was sent to a reform school in Hudson, New York, where she was frequently beaten by her supposed caretakers. Ella eventually ran away from the reformatory and survived the next two years by singing and dancing on the streets of Depression-era Harlem. At the time, the neighborhood was bursting with talented black performers, and the newly opened Apollo Theater was at the center of the action. After opening in early 1934, the theater quickly made a name for itself as the place to see top-tier talent perform. One result of this glowing reputation was that Apollo audiences expected to see the best. That meant they were eager to accept and encourage strong performances, but the flip side was that when a performance didn't meet that high standard, the crowd was just as passionate in voicing its displeasure. The rowdy reactions could be so brutal that the crowd at the Apollo soon became known as the world's toughest audience. Near the end of its first year, the Apollo Theater began hosting a weekly amateur night where aspiring performers could enter their names in a drawing for the chance to compete on stage for prize money. But with a crowd like the one I just described, the stakes were far higher than just a cash prize. A positive response could make your career, but a poor one could just as easily break it. Ella Fitzgerald may not have taken that risk on November 21st if not for two of her friends who dared her to enter the drawing with them. As she later explained, quote, It was a bet. We just put our names in. We never thought we'd get the call. 
But shockingly, Ella did get the call that night, though the timing couldn't have been worse. In the off chance that she was called on stage, Ella had planned to perform a snake-like dance routine, popularized by Harlem artist Earl Snake Hips Tucker. However, just before Ella's name was called, a talented local dance duo called the Edwards Sisters closed out the evening's main show. Ella was mortified by the idea of following an act that she once described as, quote, the dancingest sisters in the world. The Edwards sisters had actual costumes. Their routines were flashy and polished. And here was Ella, a disheveled, houseless teenager, about to perform her street corner routine on the biggest stage in town, in front of a notoriously demanding audience. Decades later, Ella described the moment she took the stage, saying, quote, I looked, and I saw all those people, and I said, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do out here? Everybody started laughing and said, What is she going to do? That question was on everyone's mind, and at the last possible moment, Ella changed the answer. Instead of dancing, she would sing. As amateur night MC Ralph Cooper begged the jeering audience to give the girl a chance, Ella asked the band to play a Hoagie Carmichael song called Judy. Life would end, life would end, cause there's only one in the light of the sun. That's Judy, sure as you're born. She was familiar with the tune because Connie Boswell's cover version had been one of her mother's favorite songs. Unfortunately, Ella was so nervous that when the music began, she forgot the words. The crowd started booing her, so Cooper returned to the stage and asked one last time for their patience. He said, quote, This young lady's got a gift she'd like to share with us tonight. She's just having a little trouble getting it out of its wrapper. Let's give her a second chance. This time, the words came easily, and by the end of the song, the crowd was demanding an encore. Ella happily obliged by singing another hit from the Boswell sisters, The Object of My Affections. Go where he wants to go, do what he wants to do, I don't care. The object of my affections can change. Her performance brought down the house and won her the competition, but more importantly, it helped the shy, self-conscious girl realize that she belonged in the spotlight. As Ella later said, quote, Once up there, I felt the acceptance and love from my audience. I knew I wanted to sing before people the rest of my life. She got started on that dream right away by entering and winning every talent show in town. A year later, she began performing with the Chick Webb Orchestra, and then made her first recording soon after. All told, Ella Fitzgerald recorded more than 200 albums and 2,000 songs in her lifetime, selling over 40 million albums in the process. She won 13 Grammys, the NAACP Image Award for Lifetime Achievement, and the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Her 50-plus year career took her to some of the greatest venues in the world, including 26 performances at Carnegie Hall. 
but the most important show she ever played may have been that first one at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, where a young girl with a rocky past found her place in the world by doing what she loved. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.